Hey, welcome to the C3 Auckland podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, head to c3church.org.nz. We hope you enjoy this message. So we've called this thing, uh, this series, Progress, the Call to Maturity. And I think it, it is totally relevant right now. And it really talks about our, our decisions and the way we live our lives. Um, and, you know, as Estelle was saying before, there is a world out there that's looking on right now to see if we're any different to the world. And I think everybody's thought about their lives. And, uh, you know, we've seen already a number of people come in that were just watching us online and coming in to, to church, and that's amazing. And if any of you are here today, so great, so great to have you here. Um, but they want to know, is there, is there a different way of living their life? And so they need to be able to see it in the way we live. And it all starts with our decisions. And I was thinking, uh, Fiona and I went out the other night to a, a restaurant. We all know the feeling in a restaurant of, of choosing the wrong meal. You know what I mean? Like you choose something, you think, oh, it's going to be good. Oh, I'm going to try something different today. Oh, I'm just going to try something different. And you get it and you're like, I really wish I didn't try something different. I just wish I'd kind of. Um, and so the other week, Fiona and I go out and 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 uh, it, was, it was early on in the post-COVID situation. So it was amazing. We actually had the, in, the entire restaurant to ourselves. She hated it. I loved it. I felt like a king. You know, just everybody just sitting here, wherever we want to sit, we're sitting. Um, the entire people, you know, we're like, we're keeping the place open. It's awesome. Fiona's like, I feel so embarrassed. I was like, no, this is, this is great. Uh, this is amazing. And uh, anyway, so we, we order and, and I order the lamb shank. And, and she loves that dish. And she orders something else because she wants to try something different. And then for the rest of the night, she, she was like, she had the evil eyes on, on my dish, like kind of, <laughs> I could sense that. So I, I gave her some of the lamb shank, but I actually made the wrong decision because I need, thinking back now, I needed to go, Fiona, you take the lamb shank. But I just said, hey, do you want some of my lamb shank? Wrong decision. It's so the rest of the night, like <sighs> evil eyes uh, on my dish, you know. It's so, it's so much easier telling a story about somebody when they're not here, isn't it? Um, Fiona is actually pre- preaching at Albany in Monaco today. Um, but we all know that decision, right, of getting, of, of making the wrong choice and then thinking, why did I do that? And if it matters so much in a restaurant over a dinner, how much more so over the actual important decisions of our life that we make good decisions. Bad decisions have big consequences. Basically, the outcome of your life is based on the quality of the decisions you make today. So get them right, guys. Get them right. Today, I want to help you gain, gain some wisdom as we open the Word of God and, and help make some great decisions in your life going forward. So if you've got a Bible, let's look with me to Ephesians 5. In verse 15, Ephesians 5 and verse 15, and it says this, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And this is really relevant as we are navigating what we're going through today in the world. 
He says, be very careful then how you live. Uh, the Greek word for this word careful is, is, is akribos, and it means diligently, accurately, carefully, consistently. And the idea here is that we are to go to great lengths to guard against the temptations and the pitfalls that are ahead of us, just like Christian in the Pilgrim's Progress. There are things ahead of you that could tip you up unless you're diligent in the way that you live. So we need to be thinking about how we live and how we can make it to the end. And I'm really hoping, I'm appealing to you here today, that we've all had a time to think, and I hope that everybody here, you're willing to make like one or two changes or three or four in your life. Don't just go back to the way you were. Do you know what I mean? God's wanting us to, to move forward in life, progress, to, to, to climb higher, to go to a new place. Don't, you know, for all of us here, this would be a great opportunity to not just go back to crazy busy. That would be really stupid now that we've realized there is a slightly better way. Maybe not just lying on the couch for 40 days, but somewhere in the middle. <laughs> You know, living our life, but with a little bit more consideration and a bit more focus and a bit more purpose and maybe a little more rest in what we're doing. Amen. So if you haven't made a change, come on, do it now or else you'll find yourself right back in the same situation you were before. It says, uh, not as unwise, but as wise. Matthew Paul in his commentary on this says, not as fools who are destitute of spiritual wisdom and through carelessness fall into sin or error, though in the light of the gospel. And I've got to say, as pastors, we see a lot of things, <laughs> but we see often God's people lacking wisdom in the choices that they make. And it's heartbreaking sometimes to see people, you know, in, in the house, but still making unwise decisions around the presence of the Lord, but not letting God's wisdom come into their lives. And obviously we've learned we can't live people's lives for them. We can simply open the word and, and, and bring God's pathway for people. But all of us here, you've, you've, got to walk in, you've got to walk in it. You know, your pastor can't get you there. You, you've got to walk that pathway. So, I've got a few things. Here's a few things that we've seen. Like if I could go, what's, what's our top six unwise things we see people doing consistently? I'm just going to put them through. Maybe not the top six, but six that are really consistent and hurtful to people's lives. Number one, the gods will throw them up as I talk about it. Number one, not guarding your mouth. Speaking more like the world than the kingdom. So here it is, like online rants. One of the reasons, I, I got back onto Facebook after about, five years or something, you know, it was a big party on Facebook when I came back, you know, like, welcome back. I only came back because we were online, you know, and the church was doing so much on our Facebook group. But the reason I got off Facebook was because I was so sick of seeing Christians just have a little tenty online, throw the toys. I'm like, man, just go home and just, you know, chop some wood or something, you know, <laughs> don't go online and just vomit out just just like the world does it, it's, it was so sad to me it was heartbreaking it was like god i can't be in the ministry and continue to see this honestly i just see christians dropping f-bombs and doing you know 
drinking, and all this stuff. It was like, this is good, solid Christian people that are having a bad day instead of going home and chopping wood uh, or something. <laughs> Go to the gym and just hit that bag, you know, whatever. But don't let it come out your mouth because we know the power of the tongue. Whatever you let come out of your mouth, you add power to it. You've got a prophetic voice, not just me, all of us. So whatever comes out of your mouth now has power to it. So when you speak negativity, when you, you know, yell at one another and just have outbursts and, 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 all, and speak into your own life, all this garbage, you're actually adding the power of God to it. It's like you're prophesying over your life. Let that happen. Amen. So don't do it. Guard your mouth. It's one of the things I've tried, you know, some of those people that might have known me back in the old days. Most preachers, most leaders had a mouth on them. That's why they become preachers. But you've got to control that thing. God's not going to anoint it if you let the world come out all the time. You want to be anointed by God, just, just let the kingdom come out in your mouth. Number two, this is a big one right now, so topical, fighting over doctrine. Breaking fellowship over doctrine is immature. It's stupid. As long as the gospel is being preached, okay? So if you can kind of come to C3 and say, Pastor, you're not preaching the gospel. Well, that's, let's have that chat. You know, that's, that's the only reason to break fellowship. Everything else should be mature conversations with believers trying to wrestle with and understand the word of God. Amen? And so right now we've seen, including in this church, but in a lot of key churches in the nation and right around the world right now, people fighting and breaking fellowship over points of doctrine. It's, it's like baby stuff. It's really so immature. And I tell you, every time the devil wins because his, his number one strategy for the church is to bring disunity. And every time Christians fight over doctrine and separate over points of doctrine, the devil was celebrating. You know, here's the deal. Who made you the teacher? You know, one, one thing I've learned is that the more you learn, it should humble you. Not make you arrogant. Not make you defy people. I've, I've literally had people at times say, you know, unless you do this, you know, like I'm out and, and all of my followers. And I'm like, what, the two people that, you know, said they were going to come with you, but then they're not really when it actually happens. You know, you and your half friend. No, it's just, that's it's manipulation. Come and have a conversation. That's what mature people do. Let's talk about it. There's a number of big issues. You know, it would be like trying to say, you understand the book of Revelation. I've been a Christian for 32 years. Um, you know, I've learned a couple of things about that book, that Jesus is coming back. <laughs> we want to be on the right side of that decision. <laughs> and one day we're all going to be in heaven, all right? I've learned those three things after about 32 years. Who's with me? You know, don't, come on, don't be so arrogant. Don't, don't be this person that feels like you know everything. The more you know about the word, the more it should humble you to think, God, I'm just happy to be on your team. I'm happy to be walking with you and God, please put wisdom into my life. Amen. So when you hear people, uh, you know, talking about this stuff, please um, help them see wisdom. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's one here and I, I really don't want to promote this because I haven't seen it at all. But right now there's, there's a show that just come on next Netflix that's 
bagging the prosperity doctrine. This, this old chestnut's been going around forever. What are you going to follow? The Word of God or Netflix? <laughs> you know, people jump on it because it seems to suit them. Because I can tell you right now that, you know, this is just a red hearing. The prosperity doctrine. It's like, are you serious? If you ripped out all the pages in the Bible that talk about the blessing of God and prosperity, you'd have a, handf- a big, big old handful of the Bible sitting right there. You know, the good news is God is not a tough taskmaster. He loves you. He's a father. He actually is part of walking with him. The blessing of God comes not so that you can be some selfish, uh, gather it all to yourself, but just like Estelle, that the more that we get, the more that we can actually resource people and help people. And we are right now, for the first time ever in the history of our church, starting a food bank. We've, we've always had uh, food parcels going out, but we thought, let's, we've got some space. Let's take it to another level. So we literally, like when you said that there would be food in my house, when you said that, I thought, that's amazing because we actually have got literal food in this house now. A whole room of it out there that we're wanting to take it to the next level every week in this church for the past you know, decade, we've had food parcels go out, but we just wanted like times 10 on that. Why? Because God is a God of abundance, you know? So don't buy into these, you know, worldly divisive kind of attitudes. So anyway, just, we could do a whole message on that one, but don't, don't do it. Just get in your connect group and have mature conversations. Don't make things deal breakers. Or Imagine if God make it, made a deal breaker with you. Imagine if he said, your sin, I've had enough of it. You're out. But he doesn't. He actually makes a way for us through Christ to say, you know, you keep doing this wrong, but I want to help you succeed. Why, why can't we do that with each other? Amen? Number three, getting offended on someone else's behalf. This is the worst kind of offense that you can actually ever have. I've found those people are almost impossible to turn around. Because some, somehow when you get offended on your own behalf, God gives you the grace to walk through it. Have you seen that? You've seen people that something went wrong and they're actually okay about it, but a couple of people around them are just going ballistic. And that offense will take you out of the kingdom because it's, it's more intense than the, the person that actually got wrong. Number four is, i got to keep moving here, is elevating your own opinion. Proverbs 3 and verse 7. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. You get into a dangerous place when you, when you feel like you know more than everybody else you know we had one person went you know and they come up with all this stuff somebody was like you know you've got this point wrong and I said okay but for you to say you're right and we're wrong means you know we've got a whole staff of people we've got a team we've got leaders we've got and we do this journey together so that means you know more than the combined you know wisdom of all of our team is that what you're saying and they're like yep (laughs) okay Cool. Good. Praise God. Um, you know, again, don't, don't have that. I, I would never assume to know that I, that I have it all right. And I often say that to people, you know, somebody's got to make some decisions. You'd be surprised how um, a lot of decisions get made by other people. But occasionally I make a few. Every now and again, I say, I'm going to make that decision because I'm the leader of this church. Uh, but, you know, to assume that you're always going to get it right is not. That's why it's, it's amazing to be surrounded by people of wisdom because we do it together and we help each other. Amen? So don't, be, don't, don't elevate your opinion. Be in the conversation, but don't be a know-it-all. Those, those people are really annoying. 
Number five, letting your emotions rule your life. We understand this. Just people up and down. Man, they start so well. You know, uh, don't do that. Number six, getting isolated. What we need to do right now is appreciate what we, this opportunity we have. We need each other. You, you will not make it to the end without a bunch of great believers around you. Nobody will. So appreciate the gathering of God's people and, and, and be part of it. Um, listen to this, Proverbs 3 and verse 13. Blessed are those who find wisdom. Those who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Interesting, eh? If, if I was to give you the opportunity, guys, today, I've got a bag of gold or I've got some wisdom. What are you going to choose? We know this world. Most people are going to choose the gold. But God says the wisdom's better for you. The wisdom is better for you. For God's people, we need to get wisdom. Making the most of every opportunity. And that speaks about not wasting your life, following the world's path. Not wasting your opportunities, not just cruising through life. You know, take hold of the opportunities. Let me ask you right now, what is the opportunities that God has given you right now? Take a hold of them. Don't take them for granted. Don't look at everything you don't have. What have you got? You know, right now, if you've got a job, if you've got some opportunity, I mean, praise God. Be thankful. Take it. Do the best with it. It says because the days are evil. And part of getting wisdom is, is guys, we've got to open our eyes and see, see what's happening in the world. See that there is evil around us. There is a contest for light and darkness. A contest for hearts and lives. There is no neutral. Guys, you can't say, hey, look, I'm just busy. I'm raising kids. I'm, I, I just got to get through this. There's no neutral. You, you're either promoting the light or you're living in the darkness. And we've got to make it clear in our lives, you know, for all the parents here, you've got to have that real focus of, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You, you've really got to make that determination or else it's just too easy to you know, this is not a time for Christians to just try to be living a quiet life. That's it's, it's not a time for that. We've got to stand for the truth. Even last night, I don't know if some of you guys saw that on TV, for the very first time, there was an ad promoting tick yes for marijuana. I was like, have we not been through enough that here it is, the next thing, you know, uh, uh, probably one of the worst uh, new pieces of law just got passed in the middle of COVID, the abortion law, which is horrible. And we should all take time to read through that and go, this is not right for our country. And here it is straight away. You don't get time to rest. And it was an ad by the, uh, the New Zealand Drug Foundation. So I'm like, the Drug Foundation is promoting, say yes to drugs, because it's gonna be so much better uh, the way we're gonna do it. I was just like, unbelievable. And, and guys, we have to stand for the truth. What else is coming? We know that uh, euthanasia is coming. And I'll tell you what, some of the Christian politicians have told me there is some stuff following behind that that we would not believe right now. It's time for the church to stand up, to speak the truth, to start to say, hey, it's not okay. It's not okay that some of these things are happening in our nation. The church needs to rise. And I just want to call on us today. Come on, C3. 
You didn't join this church because you thought this would be a nice, easy place just to hunker down and, and have a wee snooze of, of a life. No, no, no. No, you came here because there was a, a radical calling on this church, a, an opportunity to, to speak the truth, to be part of something that God was going to do. This church in our history has gone up and down the nation, reaching the next generation, planting churches, sending songs of worship that have reached out uh, all, across, all across the world. And, and we need to uh, see that this is the time for C3 Church. So I'm calling on you today. And I know you're saying, but pastor, it's so inconvenient right now. And it always is. The call of God will never come conveniently because he's actually looking for you to make a choice to say, God, I choose you. I choose your pathway. I choose righteousness. I choose wisdom over foolishness. It will never be convenient, but you've just got to say, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. So as we close here, and uh, maybe the crew can come help me close, I've got three keys for gaining wisdom and making good decisions. Here they are. This is going to go pretty quick. Number one is fear the Lord. Psalm 111.10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. And what does the fear of the Lord mean? It means that it matters to you. One of the tough things of, of Western Christianity is it's like, oh, whatever. But it, it, it should matter to each one of us, the way that we live, not just like, oh, mate, don't hassle me. I'm, I'm living in the grace as if the amazing grace of Christ is a reason for us to just do whatever we want, sin and win, you know? That's what we see sometimes. But it shouldn't matter to us the more that we follow Him. The fear of the Lord is saying, God, I want to get it right. God, I want to follow you. God, I want my life to matter. God, I want my life to be like a worship song to you. That the world could sort of look, not that we're proud or arrogant, but the world could see something of the kingdom. That's why your testimony is so amazing. You might say, I don't even have one. I've just been a Christian all my life. Well, good on you. You're smarter than I was. You know, let's not have all the testimonies just being idiots that <laughs> just spend their life doing all this ridiculous stuff until somebody headlocked them back into the kingdom. No, no, no. The smart people are like my wife, Fiona. <laughs> it actually wasn't from a Christian home. She just saw that her life was, was missing God. She came to this church and got saved and didn't do any bad stuff, you know. Uh, your story is the power of God to this world. When people say, what is it about you? Why don't you do this stuff? Why don't you take money under the table? Why don't you swear? Why don't you get crazy drunk and, and post it all on social media? Why aren't you bagging out the boss? That's your moment. Say, this is what I believe. And that's when your story means something to people because they've seen it. Fear, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Number two, pray before you act. If you've got a pen in your hand, write that down. Write, underline before. James 1 and verse 5, if anyone lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Ask God for wisdom. Ask God's help on your key decisions. And here's the thought. Pray before, and again I say before, making your big decision. 
Let's not stop asking God to bless our dumb decisions because He won't for your own good. And then people say, well, God never blesses me. It's like, why don't you just start making some good decisions? Why don't you start asking Him before you make the decision? Because you're like, I'm too afraid that He's going to make me do the thing I don't want to do. <laughs> That's why you don't ask Him. How about just trusting Him? You're just saying, God, my life is in Your hands. You know better than me. Help me make a decision with wisdom. And I'm telling you, it will turn your life around. You know, it's, it's, as I stand here today, I'm just a person that once made my own decisions. And in a short space of time, in about 17 years, I nearly destroyed my life. And then I started seeking God's help in the way I live my life. And that's who's standing before you today. Not to say I always get it right, but it was better than before. And number three, learn from wise people. Proverbs 12 verse 15 says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. And that's what I'm saying. Don't be that arrogant person that thinks you always know it. Because we don't, and I don't. We need God's help. Humbleness is, is an amazing quality in this world. You know, faith-filled, but humble. You don't have to go into every room and tell them everything you think. Proverbs 19.20, listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. So I want to encourage you. We have, even in this room gathered here, we've got so many more in our church. We've got some incredibly wise people. Tap into that. Let's, let's help each other live our lives. You're making a big decision. Go to somebody that knows something about that area and say, hey, can you give me some advice and can you pray for me? Those two things would be amazing. Do you know this building actually came from me seeking advice from one of our church members? Had this big opportunity and as a team, we, we got there, it was great, but we got stuck and there was a major gap between you know, what we had and what the building was gonna cost. And I went to a church member that had more experience than me in the area of commercial finance. And he gave me this idea that I was like, the church will not do that. And he's like, yes, they will. I went and presented it to the church, <laughs> thinking they're not going to do it. And they did, because there was some wisdom that came through. Amen? And God will do that in your life. And you'll feel so connected. It's amazing when you do this together. It actually bonds you with people. Like, we're in the trenches together, standing for the truth. We help each other. And people help you, and you succeed, and, and, and it causes you to be deeply connected to those people. And that's what we are, not just a gathering of people that needed to find a church service this Sunday. But we are a family. We are God's community. And that's the way He wants it to be. Amen. Uh, let me finish in this. Proverbs 2 and verse 6. For the Lord gives wisdom. From His mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those who, whose walk is blameless. For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you'd like to know more about our church or to find out what's coming up, check out c3church.org.nz.